Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of No Pollution of Cowardice, South Jersey in the Civil War. I'm your host, Dan Casella, and today I'm going to read you an account about the Battle of Williamsburg, which was fought May 5th, 1862. Today's account comes from a man by the name of John Enos, who will enlist in Company F of the 5th New Jersey Volunteers on August 22nd, 1861, and will serve as the rank of sergeant. His account is published in the South Jersey newspaper shortly after the battle, and is housed in the collection of the Lawrence Township Historical Society. However, the account has been largely unavailable to the public since then, but will be told to you today. So without further ado, I'll read you Enos's account. Camp near Williamsburg, Virginia, May 8, 1862. Friends, I am safe and well after one of the fiercest battles of the war. We found out the rebels left Yorktown on Sunday morning, and about 11 o'clock we packed up and started after them. We marched all day and very near all night. We had about four hours rest when we shouldered our knapsacks again. We did not march more than five miles before we came within a quarter mile of the rebel batteries when we were ordered to halt. Shot and shell fell thick and fast among us, killing and wounding a good many. Colonel Starr rode in front of our lines and said, Keep cool, boys, and fire low. Just about this time, one of those rebel shells passed within six inches of Lieutenant Godfrey's head and mine. We were standing together. I tell you, the sensation was peculiar and stunning, but when the order forward march was given, we pitched right in. We, the 5th, were sent off to the right to support one of our batteries. While we were there, the rebels surrounded us. Then it was the crossfire that came into us. Men fell on both sides of me. The rebels took the battery from us and turned the guns upon us. I thought I would never live to see such a sight. Our lieutenant colonel soon found a place for us to retreat in the woods, and there we halted. When I came to look for our company, I could find but only five. Our captains and lieutenants got separated from us, Perhaps they were among the killed and wounded, or prisoners. So I had to take temporary command of the five, and while we were waiting, Colonel Starr rode and sent for us, but he did not get us. The reason was this. General Kearney of the 1st New Jersey Brigade had just posted some artillery in the road to shell the rebels, and as soon as he saw us, he told us that he wanted us to guard the battery. We had a notion not to follow him, because we did not know him. But when he shouted, I am a one-armed Jerseyman! I'll lead you. Come on. We could no longer hesitate, but went with him. We formed in front of the battery and stayed there for about 15 minutes, when out rushed the rebels from the woods right on top of us. They tried to take our battery from us. I tell you, we had to fight like fury to keep them from taking it. There were only 60 of us when they made the charge, but we whipped them. One captain got shot in the body. He fell at my feet. He begged so hard for me to take him out of the way. That I did so. The balls were flying thick around us. I expected to be shot at nearly every moment, but as good luck would have it, I escaped. We lost 150 killed, wounded, and missing in our regiment. If the reinforcements had been a little later, we would have had a bull run of it. There were only 15,000 of us against 70,000 rebels. We fought from six in the morning until dark. The reinforcements came up at about four o'clock in the afternoon and were welcome, I assure you. They came to our aid shortly after the retreat commenced. The rebels flanked us three times that day, but were driven back. When news came that they were retreating, we pitched in right and left. Lieutenant Acton, Sergeant Fraser, William Birch, and Charles W. Hall were wounded. Birch in the head, and so severely it is thought he cannot recover. Several others in our company received scratches, but too slight to report. Mostly all had shots through their clothing. 
Goodbye, John Enos. Enos will continue his service with the 5th all the way up through the Peninsula Campaign, the Seven Days, Second Manassas, and such. However, he would pass away on April 4, 1863, of typhoid fever at Fairfax, Virginia. His final burial is unknown. Thank you for tuning in to No Pollution of Cowardice, South Jersey in the Civil War. You can find me on Facebook at No Pollution of Cowardice, South Jersey in the Civil War. Uh, if you'd like this, a download, a subscribe would be great. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you stop by again. Cheers.